Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source of fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me as always is Anthony McCassie. Hey guys, how's it going? Great to be here. I'm excited to be here. And you know what? We wanted to take a moment to tell you about our free giveaway that we're hosting. So... This podcast is something that we wanted to do. We wanted to be able to give you guys advice, and we want to do more of this, to be honest with you. We want to grow. We want to keep doing this, and as you guys are the ones making this possible for us, and so as you guys, you know, as a community grow and we grow as a podcast, um, we want to thank you for continually supporting us and helping. We're, we're just getting started. We got a lot of things coming mm-hmm. that are going to be changing and improving as, as we keep going. We got a new st- studio set up we're, we're working on. We got a soundboard coming in. We want to thank you guys, and as time goes by, and we'll be doing this regularly as well. We're doing a free giveaway right now, and we got some NFL gear. I don't know if you've noticed some of the additions to the uh, the studio at the moment, but we got our Dicka Trophy over here, and then we got a Shark and Javon Curse, the freak, jerseys behind us, and we'll be giving those out yeah. for free. Nice-looking jerseys, too. I love the color on those. Yeah, and you know all you guys got to do is just continue to support us. So to enter to win our free giveaway, all you have you to know. do – yeah, it's super simple. All you have to do is go to YouTube and subscribe. Subscribe to the show uh, on our channel on YouTube, Shy Guys Football. You're here right now watching it. All you got to do is click the sub- subscribe button. And when you do, click the bell as well. And then once you do, take a screenshot of that. You could either do it on your computer or on your phone. Take a screenshot of that and email us that screenshot at shyguysfootball at gmail.com. Super simple. And we'll leave, every time you do that... It, 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 I'll take that back. Give, <laughs> give me a second. So basically, when you do that, you'll be entered to win our contest. We'll put your name into the the prize pool. Once we get 100 subscribers, we'll pull for the three winners on Christmas morning. We'll release that video Christmas morning, and it'll be a nice little present to everybody. We're looking for 100 subscribers. We just got to get there by Christmas. That's the goal. We need your help to help share this podcast and yep. make it bigger. And so with that in mind... We're going to let you have some additional entries too. If you go to our Twitter page and like our, and follow us on Twitter, take a screenshot of that, send us that in email as well. We'll count your name again. We'll do it again for an, for a Facebook page like if you like our Facebook page. And every time you share one of our weekly episodes, limit one per week, yep. right? But 
every time you do one of these things, take a screenshot of that, email it to us, uh, include your name in the email as well, and we'll put put your name. We'll give your name another entry into the prize pool when we draw on Christmas. Simple enough, right? It's free. It's all it's all free giveaway. It's some nice gear. It's a it's a Dicka signed trophy over there. It's really nice, man. This thing is great, and <laughs> it's I, really nice looking. I'm I, I hope someone in, appreciates it as much as I do because I love seeing this thing right now. The second we took this out of the box, I'm like this, do we have to give this one? Oh, don't away? don't be surprised if I win. The announcing <laughs> name might just be myself, but. Uh, no, enter the Don't contest, worry, guys. guys. We'll keep we'll keep track of it. Just email us, email us your name too, so we can announce it. And you can you can add all your screenshots into one email. You can do it all at once. It doesn't matter. Just uh, keep up with us, and you know we're we're here to reward you guys. We're giving you free expert advice and free gear. Yep. Stick with us. And before we get into the show, we'd like to also introduce uh, our guest in third, well, stand. I guess we got the captain right here. Captain, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Nah, he's too busy doing that superhero gaze, man. Uh, and you may also see an appearance from our Shy Guys studio dog, Tessa, who is napping on the floor right now, but may pop up. Filmed in front that. of a live studio audience. Yeah, exactly. There we yeah, go. Yeah, Pina couldn't be with us this week. She will be with us next week, though. So uh, make sure you tune in next week to see Pina and her, her triumphant return to the studio. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we have a very big show for you guys today. We have some new content for you, some so a, a new segment that uh, I think you'll all enjoy, a little more analysis in that segment. But... We like to start off with our Pandora's Box segment, and you've got something a little different for us this time. Yeah, I set it up a little bit different. So in the previous weeks, I've given you Travis Fulgham before all the other analysts were willing to risk their you know tender little necks out there and stick <laughs> stick them on the line. Yeah. Colin, we we saw we we know we knew what we saw from this mm-hmm. kid. We liked it right away. We said you got to go get this kid. He's legit. Uh, we gave you Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson trade, yep. and we gave you Corey Davis last week before the blow up. Mm-hmm. Right this week, we're going to do things a little bit different, and we're going to take a look at some midseason surprises. We're going to take a look at some of this. Mid- we're at the midway point of the season yeah. where we can kind of reflect a little bit, and of course, this week's had its unique moments, just like or I'm sorry, <laughs> this season has had its unique moments, oh, just like every so. year does. Yeah, ever last year was crazy. Over the past couple of weeks, we've seen a little bit of that up is down and down is up. You know, going around the NFL just shockers all over the place I mean uh, the theme for last week was basically since he beating the Titans right, right. Uh, that was a crazy upset and so unexpected things do happen and so we're going to highlight just a few of those basically these are supposed to be fun grab some attention make you think a little bit and uh, I'm going to list off some of the stuff and you're going to laugh that's how this is going to work yeah. and so the first thing I wanted to draw your attention to is Lamar Jackson is currently the QB 14 yeah on the year when I saw that in the show notes I I had to do a double take I'm like what really? <laughs> Absolutely. 14? We we told you it was gonna be a he was gonna be a little of a bit of a bust, but I I mean to be honest with you, I still had him in my top ten. To be outside yeah. of top ten altogether is absolutely crazy with his running ability. It's nuts. Uh, James Robinson should have been a fo- top five pick this season. Who would have thought? Right. I mean, e- even just knowing that he was gonna get the workload over in Jacksonville, just the Jacksonville running back being a top five <laughs> RB fantasy RB in the season. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Kelvin Ridley. Now, if Kelvin Ridley were to get the Tanya Harding treatment, then both of the Seattle Seahawks wide receivers would be the top two fantasy options on the season so far. Which is it should tell you really that Russell Wilson just making full use of the talent that's available to him. Oh, absolutely. You know, just it's it's crazy that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockhart are two and three on the season. Yeah. I mean, most people had them outside of their top ten, not knowing which one to really go with. They were kind of back to back in a lot of people's rankings and they're at the top of the league together. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, I've got some other 
very surprising facts down here as well. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver nine on the year. Top ten, top ten wide receiver on the year. Tyler Boyd, right? Craziness. It's, I mean, outstanding. I mean, T. Higgins has been looking great, but yeah, A.J. Green hasn't really been what we were hoping he would be, and Tyler Boyd's been showing up. Yeah, another name at the top of a list here, George Kittle. <laughs> Basically been used in two games all season, and he is tight end two. Two on the year, the num- number two tight end of the year. Now, granted, that's not going to last very much longer, right? And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Yeah, um, because Jimmy Grandpa... Jimmy Grandpa is a top 10 again. Yeah. Welcome back to fan- football relevance, really, Jimmy Graham. Love to see you back, man. It's good to see you out of Green Bay. Well, so there you go. Some midseason surprises for you in this week's Pandora's Box. Uh, if you were shocked by some of those like we were, we'd love to hear about that down below. We'll have some more crazy hot takes coming for you in the future in the Pandora's box segment. But now it is time to get into the news notes and injuries from around the league coming off of week eight. And we start off with Tevin Coleman re-aggravating the knee injury ruled out for week nine. Yep. I love this part though. Cause I just get to sit back and relax. <laughs> We've also got uh, Kenny Galladay with a hip injury likely to miss two weeks. We have uh, Chris Carson will test out his foot Friday to see if he can go. Uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, Pete Carroll hinted he may not play Sunday with hamstring tightness. Both of those you're going to want to keep an eye on. Uh, they may change a little bit as we go into the games this weekend. Uh, we also have in news this week, Andy Dalton is going to miss another week, not because of the concussion this time, but because of COVID-19 testing positive. It's starting to spread. It is. It's getting really prevalent around the leagues. Make sure you're paying attention to your teams, guys. Yeah, and this is, I mean, we talked about this in the offseason breakdown, that this was going to become a factor, and we were going to have to keep an eye out. It was pretty controlled pretty well up to this point, and it yeah. seems like now it, it's starting to get really rampant. It was it was bound to happen. and We'll we, see if that makes anything change. Yeah, well, we've got another name that's also impacted. Uh, Jamal Williams won't be playing Thursday night because of the COVID protocols. And it looks like Aaron Jones might be out too, Ooh. so that's going to be nuts. Yeah, a lot of names getting caught up because of this COVID. Uh, in non-COVID news, we have Daryl Henderson. Uh, looks to be fine from the thigh injury. Uh, isn't expected to miss any time. Uh, Aaron Jones practiced Monday. It will be close if the team will let him play on the short week. Keep an eye on that. Um, Panthers are hopeful to have Christian McCaffrey back for Kansas City this week. That'll be a nice one. I'm hoping. We've been hearing that for weeks. And so I, when when the injury happened, he's like, oh, I'll be back in three weeks. <laughs> well, yeah. it's been a little more than three weeks. And my fantasy team has paid the price for it, man. Yeah. This one was a little upsetting, being the shy guys, seeing uh, Javon Wims receiving a two-game ban for just a, a, a dumb move. Yeah, I guess there was more to the story. I did see the clip about uh, Gardner Johnson pulling off his uh, mouthpiece yeah. and all that. I, you know what? I don't care. You Don't be hitting people on yeah. the football field. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't make it okay. Uh, we got Jimmy G will miss at least six weeks with that ankle injury. That's a lot of time. Also missing a lot of time, we've got Kittle expected to miss eight games with a broken bone in his foot. Yeah, that one's going to hurt. And so, uh, you know, with Kittle, we were really expecting big things from him this season. And he really showed up in like two games, but otherwise was his utilization wasn't really there. He's been hurt on and off. 
Looks like he's going to be out. He's really back for playoffs at this point. It looks like week 17 is the projection. And so at this point, you probably could dump him to get uh, one of his backups. Now, Ross Dwelly is the healthy one right now. But Jordan Reed was the one who turned into monster performance earlier on in the season when Kittle got hurt. And he was designated to return from IR last week. And he has been practicing. So keep an eye on Jordan Reed. And it's a short week. It's a Thursday night game. So... Keep an eye on that. Make sure you're looking at your rosters because, hello, we're, we're recording this on Tuesday. Right. Election day. <laughs> Good luck tonight, guys. Yeah. Assuming there is a world tomorrow. Assuming there is a world tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Well, uh, hopefully there still is because there's a name I'd like to see on this list. Nick Chubb expected to return for week 10 following the week nine bye, as well as Austin Hooper. Yeah, that would be great for your team. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very sure a lot of teams are very, yeah. Yeah, I mean, who else has been uh, trying to ride out those injuries and, and deal with them all season? Oddly enough, this might actually be good news for Kareem Hunt, who is not looked, I mean, he's looked fine. He's looked great. But the team just doesn't seem to really want to put the ball, the, the game on his shoulder to carry. And it, it almost seems like his utilization was better with Nick Chubb in the lineup. Yeah. Uh, we've also got news from uh, Gardner Minshew has played multiple has been playing with multiple fractures and a sprained ligament in his right thumb. That explains a lot. Yeah, he'll miss week nine, and we've got uh, rookie Jake Luton will get the start versus Houston. And last bit of news we have for this week uh, in trade news: Dolphins trade wide receiver Isaiah Ford to the Patriots, acquire running back DeAndre Washington from the Chiefs. That'll do it for Week 8 News, Notes, and Injuries. We move on to our studs and duds from Week 8. And we've trimmed these down a little bit to the top three and bottom three for each of these categories. And we did that for a reason. We want you to stay tuned for some more analysis in a new segment that'll be coming up soon. All so right, so let's get through these. So let's get through these. Uh, starting back with our quarterback studs this week. I mean, no surprise here. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomey. Mahomey. 36.6 points, 31 for 42, 416 yards and five touchdowns. Wow. Didn't even need to run. No, not at all. <laughs> uh, we've got Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited. 28.7. Now, just look at that point difference there, though. Yeah, no, I, that's a crazy point difference. And really, it was these two far and above everybody else in the league, too. I mean, not really the week of quarterbacks that we've been seeing as of late. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we say a lot of difference between these two because coming up at 23 points, we've got Justin Herbert and showing some signs of life. We've got Matthew Stafford. Finally. I mean, Finally. I don't know what's been going on with uh, Matthew Stafford over in Detroit, but you know, a lot of people were really excited for him this season because of the way he, he was looking last season before he got hurt and yeah, he just hadn't been showing up. It's good to see some signs of life though. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we've had some big weeks in the past for the quarterbacks this week, we've got a pretty big week for one particular running back. Yep. Who do we have this week as our number one running back? Oh, you're not going to answer? I'm going to no, answer? I want, I want you to say I, it. Okay. You, you, I, you usually – okay, I'm, I'm going to take this one. Okay, so Dalvin I wanna, I wanna Cook be able to turn it. announcing our king of the moment, Dalvin Cook, with 47.6 points. How do you not give the king of the moment to right, this exactly. guy? Four TDs against Green Bay in Lambeau crushing the division rival and as during a season that hey the Vikings haven't looked great yeah. you come into you know Green Bay's got division winning expectations here to come in and crush them like that oh man that's got to feel good Dalvin's got to be living in the moment yeah and don't be so surprised Dalvin yes that is captain in our studio <laughs> with us today so yeah yeah 
getting 30 carries on the ground for 163 yards and three TDs, then going for another three targets, catching two of them for 63 yards, and another touchdown. And guess what? He's got Detroit next week. So if you're a Dalvin Cook owner, smile. You want to stick around another week, Dalvin? You want to stick around in studio another week? <laughs> I don't think they talk back time. <laughs> uh, Gio Bernard coming in at the number two spot with 21.3 points. He took... 15 on the ground for 62 yards and a touchdown, catching another three passes on four targets for only 16 yards, but adding in another score. Look, they got the bye week next week, and Mixon is expected to be back. They're coming against Pittsburgh. It's not looking great, but it is good to know that you can expect Geo to handle the workload yeah. when Mixon misses. So if you are a Mixon owner, make sure you go pick up Geo in the future. Yeah, and I've been, I have been taking advantage of that. For sure. Past week. Absolutely. And uh, the rookies uh, closing it out here, DJ Dallas and Zach Moss, both coming in over 20 points, both with multiple TDs. Looking great out there. Yeah. You know, DJ Dallas was really the first time really seeing him with 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 action. So, you know, he looked okay. He's still got some, some room to improve, you know. But Zach Moss, really the same thing. He's still got some room to improve. But it looks like, you know, Moss will be getting some of these, tar- these, some of these touches coming out of the backfield. Singletary hadn't been looking great to this point in the season. So it's nice to see these rookies stepping up already. Absolutely. Well, talking about some wide receiver studs of the week, leading us off we have DK Metcalf. DK? 34.1 points. And I – had to remind myself how that game looked by watching some of the, the highlight plays of that game, and it really was just a DK Metcalf hi- highlight reel. No, it really was. I mean, Tyler Lockett didn't really do any. He went back to being cold Lockett again. DK yeah. kept him out, you know, kept him in the freezer. And yeah. Well, what helped What helped that was the 12 for 15, 161 yards. And Dude, he went off, though. He yeah. was just annihilating everything. I, I don't know how this guy's not going to be considered one of the best in the league at this from moving forward. Yeah, those, those DK Metcalf owners, you, you had a happy week, oh, absolutely, goodness. for sure. Uh, at our number two spot this week, we have Devontae Adams, 26.8 points. Surprise. Yeah, not a ton of yardage, but three touchdowns. And That'll do it. That'll do it. I'm trying to keep pace with Dalvin Cook. Didn't quite happen. <laughs> Dalvin's the king. And then at number three spot this week, Bobby Woods, 24.9 points, seven for eight and 85 yards and a touchdown, and then adding two on the ground for nine yards. And another touchdown. Yeah, really the only big bright spot over with the Rams against that Miami game. That was a weird game to watch, man. <laughs> we'll get into that in just a moment here, yeah. actually. All right, well, that'll do it for our wide receivers. Let's talk some tight ends. Yeah, tight ends. Keep it short and sweet. Travis Kelsey popping out again. Go figure. 20.9 points. See, this is what Kittle was supposed to be doing. Super disappointing. Jared Cook coming in with 13.6 points. Gee, who saw that coming? Five on seven for 51 and one. Eric Ebron. At this point, is Ebron really even a streamer anymore? 12.8 points, four on five for 48 yards and another touchdown. He's been steadily getting it done. Yeah, I, I've week been, over I've been t- week we're seeing him. On oh, yeah, for sure. And I've been, we've been talking about him every week for sure. Yeah. Well, they can't all be studs. We have to talk about some duds. The poopers. Yeah, and looking at the quarterbacks, and a little disappointing to see this name here, but uh, starting us off with the quarterbacks, we have Tua Tungvaluwa. Tua. Tua. Oh, wrong segment. <laughs> this, is, this is not the excited Tua chance. Yeah, you know, he that was an odd game to watch. So going through it, you know, they just weren't really – the Miami offense barely even had the ball. They didn't have to do anything to win yeah. this game with two defensive touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns, and then another one on special teams. I mean, come on, man! I mean, we meant to look this up before the show. We didn't. We apologize. <laughs> but the the 
the offensive snap differential between the Rams and uh, the Dolphins was crazy. I want to say the Rams were like double what yeah. the Dolphins had. There, there was a time it of possession like thing. It. it was just a defensive. It was it was just a game flow thing. Tua looked okay. He didn't yeah. look spectacular. This is not he, this is not indicative of his performance necessarily. Yeah, he, no, he looked okay though. Yeah, he you know he didn't look spectacular. He didn't look like he was otherworldly, but he also didn't look like he was anything to worry about at all. Right. As far as from a bad standpoint, either he just barely had the ball. And yeah. So he did manufacture two really solid drives, and you know it, it'll be the game against the Cardinals should be a lot more telling. So. Yeah. Keep him on your bench for another week if you can, if you can get away with not playing him yet, and take the Cardinals game as more of our evidence of what we think of Tua. Yeah. Well, at our number two spot this week in our dud quarterbacks, we have Carson Wentz, 10.6 points, going 15 for 27, 123 yards, uh, two touchdowns. But uh, I, th- I think bought the what, two picks, yeah. Yeah, bought the two picks and two lost fumbles. I mean, really – Turnovers o- plagued him, man. And yeah. this is against the Dallas team that he should have just destroyed. Yeah, an O-line that just was doing him no favors. Yeah, but he also wasn't doing his, himself a lot of favors, too. He was sitting back there for a little bit too long. But it just it, it almost looked like Carson Wentz didn't do his game prep for this week. Yeah. Like he had Maybe he had something else going on. I don't know. This was kind of a weird standout performance in a, in a season where he's been standing out and overcoming the negative obstacles. So... Hopefully this is a blip. You know, we'll keep an eye next week, see what's going on, see if we start to see a pattern here. But it just looked like he just wasn't very well prepared for this Dallas team. Maybe he felt like he didn't need to. Maybe. And I don't really blame him. <laughs> I guess now I do. Yeah, now now you can. <laughs> and rounding out our quarterback duds of week eight, um, we have someone we've been polling for a lot, I think, uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, stop being a pooper. Yeah, 13.5. Get back on track. Yeah, disappointing. Well, that, that'll do it for our quarterbacks. Let's talk some running backs. Yeah, running back. So DeAndre Swift pooping out. Uh, <laughs> 3.8 points. Is that six carries for one yard? Is is that what that is? That, yeah, oh. you, are seeing that, you are seeing that correct. Okay. Uh, three catches on four targets for 22 yards. You know, he had his usual 61% of snaps, about half of the, about half of the total rush attempts. You know, um, th- this is basically, this is exactly what we've been warning about. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on him though, because he does come up again later on in our, in our show. So make sure you stay tuned for that. We'll give you some really good advice about him. Yep. Jonathan Taylor busting out with 4.1 points, 11 carries for 22 yards, two catches on three targets for nine yards. In a game where three touchdowns went to the running back position, another one to Trey Burton on the ground. Jordan Wilkins had 20 touches for 89 yards and he added his own touchdown. This was disappointing. This yeah. was highly disappointing. Well, this was we, a lot of people, including myself, were banking on this to be a breakout game for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Well, and what we've heard is that there might have been a little bit of an ankle injury that was being played through. That's what was reported after. It sounds like Frank Reich didn't even know about that till after the game, though. Yeah. He more gave Wilkins the utilization, um, more almost looking like based off what he saw from Taylor, and yeah. so to know that he'll do that. Based on how Taylor looks, and Taylor doesn't get any kind of a, a grace period or any kind of a gimme, man, that's that's highly discouraging for Taylor. That's yeah. that bums me out a little bit. This is this is this game gives us pause about a lot, and so we'll we'll be dr- addressing this a few times throughout the show. Yeah, most definitely. And then routing out the duds for running backs, Rojo Ronald Jones with four point six points, seven carries for twenty three yards. Four receptions on four targets for 23 yards, but he lost one of those as a fumble. Fournette with eight and eight point six points on 21 total touches. This is two weeks in a row that Fournette has outtouched Rojo. Yeah, it's not looking good for him. Nope, not at all. 
It's like somebody treated him earlier in the season. <laughs> All right, let's talk some wide receivers. And starting us off, we have Amari Cooper, or as we like to call him around the studio when he has weeks like this, Amari Pooper. Amari Pooper is back. The yep. Pooper returns. You know, it's great when you're hanging with Mr. Cooper and he's getting you all those fantasy points, but every now and again, ugly little Amari Pooper wears his <laughs> ugly little head. Yeah, putting up a lovely Stinky. one. one one point zero. One point. Yeah, one for five. Oh, sorry, one of five for five yards. Yeah. And then he's got Pittsburgh coming up, then the bye, but then he's got Minnesota. Yeah. And so, you know... Another two weeks where you obviously can't play him, especially with the landscape of what's going on in Dallas right now. If you can get anything kind of decent for him that you can actually use, you might want to consider trading him because I don't know that we're ever going to get early season Amari Cooper back. Yeah. Uh, At number two spot this week, we have Deontay Johnson. 1.1 points. It's one for three for six yards. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and this would be a perfect time to point out, too, that we do everything by half-point PPR, guys. So when, when we give specific points, those are based on the half-point PPR values. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, rounding out our wide receivers, we have Nelson Aguilar Goose. On two targets, on yeah. Two a a lot of people were streaming this guy this week with that Cleveland matchup. Yeah. You know, the weather turned nasty, but even still, I this. The fact that he can just outright disappear from this offense was one of the reasons why I was advocating and advising people against it. Yeah, I, I when I was looking at, uh, I like to look and see who's trending mm-hmm. based on you know what some other analysts have said, and I'm yeah, I like I like that up. tool in our we use the sleeper at for yeah. our fantasy platform, and yeah, I, I love that tool. Yeah. It, it's got a whole trending tool. It shows you and know who everyone's looking at. Seeing Nelson trend up, I thought. Kind really? of goofy, right? I mean, no, I get it. With the past few weeks that he's had and the yeah. volume that he's had and the, the production, it's all been there. It's all been there. But he's a deep play guy. It was a super windy game. And to yeah. be honest with you, Nelson Aguilar is not a guy that's going to command attention from this team. And so it's, you know, Derek Carr likes to take that shot when it's there. But in all honesty, he's this is not the team's number one. Yeah. See, these people need to be watching our show. <laughs> For sure. All right, well, that'll do it for the wide receivers. Let's round us out with some tight ends. Yeah, looking at the tight end poopers, Mark Mark Andrews with 3.7, two down weeks in a row, four games this season under five points. Man, that's got to be rough. You know, yeah. uh, Indy coming it's not up. not confidence-inspiring. No, and you got Indy, New, New England, Tennessee, and Pittsburgh all in the, coming up in the next four weeks. That's rough. Yeah. Uh, that's that's flat-out rough. And so, you know, with Dallas, Cleveland, Jacksonville, and the Giants to close out the year – you know, he might he might be a guy that, you know, come towards the end of the season, you start looking at the Mark Andrews owner and you try to go pick him off cheap from a yeah. guy who's exasperated. Or if somebody drops him, pick him up, stash him as your tight end too until you can play him and then just enjoy pooping on everybody during your fantasy playoffs. <laughs> I told you we're going to get you prepared for your playoffs, didn't go. I? All right, Darren the Waller is coming in with 5.3. Trust the process with this guy. Bad weather game. It, you know, the volume was there, five receptions on six targets, but for only 28 yards, they couldn't go downfield with this guy uh, in this game. Luckily, his schedule over the next five games is favorable. So Darren Waller is a couple bad weeks, I think, in a row now, but, you know, uh, stick with him. Yeah. The Waller is legit. Yeah. And then closing this out here, Mike Gesicki, a name is super disappointing for me. Two targets, one catch for eight yards. What happened to this dude's breakout? I mean, granted, Tua didn't have to do much, and so obviously Gasicki's not right. going to. But what I want to more want to point to is sixty percent of snaps. I mean, this guy's not even the you know, 
He's he's getting vultured a lot by Smythe and even Adam Shaheen. You know, Shaheen had a couple touchdowns earlier in the season, and it's like, why isn't Gasicki just why isn't he pulling the Travis Kelsey George Kittle roles? This this was the time for him to step in, step into that type of spotlight, and he just hasn't been doing it. And that's it, it is incredibly too disappointing. Yep. Well, that'll do it for our week eight studs and duds from around the league. And as we said, we've pared that down a little bit because we have saved some of that content. Some of those other names you might see in those lists week over week for a new segment that we are calling Trust or Bust. You should probably be familiar with this format if you are a fantasy football fan and you look up a lot of sites. Uh, what we are looking at in this segment are some of those performances that may be oddball performances. Maybe someone's standing out and just having a big week, and is this something we can trust that this big week is because they earned it and they're going to continue to have weeks like this? Or was this a bust week where, yes, they had a big week, but that's all it was. It was one week. And Flash in the pan yep. type of thing. Yeah. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to give you some names. I'm going to give you some stats. And I want you to tell us, was is this a performance we can trust? Or is this a performance that is going to bust moving forward? You ready for this? Sure. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're going to lead us off here with Philip Rivers. We looked at 25.7 points in week six. 22.3 this week, and that was against Cincinnati and Detroit, respectively. And we're going into next week against Baltimore. Do we trust, or is this a bust? No, this is, this is going to be a bust. I, I realized that Phillip Rivers was kind of a hotter ad earlier in the season, and then he kind of faltered out, didn't really get it done. He's had two big weeks in his last two outings, but with Baltimore coming up, no. I mean, yeah, you just got to look at the opponents, Cincy and Detroit. Of course, they were decent games. Yeah. No, that's, that's going to be a bust. Okay. Talking about another quarterback here, we have Big Ben. After a strong start through week five, now three down weeks in a row, topping only 15.6 points. Woof. Is Big Ben a trust or a bust? He's going to be a trust, and I'll tell you why. Uh, over the next three weeks, we're looking at in Dallas, against Cincy, and then at Jacksonville. It, He's got a ton of strong options to go to. You can trust Big Ben. It's going to be lights out football over in Pittsburgh for a while. Okay. Next up, we have Zach Moss, 20.1 points versus New England. 14 for 81 and two touchdowns going into a week against Seattle. Is Zach Moss a trust or a bust? Yeah, it, you know, it looks like a flash in the pan, but it's it, it's really not. The, the, this is a guy that we've been, we've been talking about since going back preseason. And it, as as far as the Bills go, they've been needing somebody to step up in the running game and it look, I'm not calling for this kind of efficiency. 14 carries for 81 yards is pretty darn good. And then two adding two t- touchdowns on top of it, yeah, that's really good. Um I'm not expecting that every week. But he did do this against a harder opponent. This is a team that's that's thirsting for a running back to kind of take some attention off of Josh Allen. And so with Zach Moss, I think that the only thing that you really need to worry about is the fact that Josh Allen will vulture some of those goal line opportunities away from him, but this is the goal line back for the team. And so you can absolutely trust Zach Moss as a usable fantasy option for your team. I'm not talking about RB one or two numbers like we, like we just saw, but as a, as a low to mid RB two, you know, some, something around like the 10 to 12 point range with touchdown upside. Absolutely. Okay. Moving on to Jordan Wilkins after 19.8 points against Detroit, uh, 20 for 89 and a touchdown, another one for one on 24. Uh, and with Jonathan Taylor having, quote, a little bit of an ankle injury, we're going into a week versus Baltimore. 
Jordan Wilkins, trust or bust? Yeah, I'm going to go with bust here. I'm going to, and same for Heinz, to be honest with you. When, when it comes to these guys here, we saw these types of performances from Heinz earlier in the season and he kind of disappeared. Look, these guys are going against Baltimore next week. I don't know what's going on with Taylor and the ankle and how much, how much that affected him versus how much of it is indicative of them kind of move letting Jordan Wilkins take the majority of the carries. I, I don't know what's going to happen here. And so we need to see how this shakes out. This last game threw everything into a flux with Indianapolis's backfield. And so don't draw any conclusions based on anything you see. I, I say hold all standing of what, whatever you got and just kind of ride it. We're going to look at uh, Wilkins and Hines as potential you know, waiver wire ads just because you have to with the point total that they put up. Mm-hmm. But... You don't need to drop anything big for these guys. It's the, These are guys that you want to look at if you're hurting and you're desperate. Yeah. Sure, you can take out a chance because, hey, maybe it'll work out. But um, against Baltimore, I'm not counting on it. Okay. Our next name on the list, we have Damian Harris. Put up 16.2 against Buffalo, 16 for 102 and a touchdown, and is going to see a matchup against the Jets next week. Yes, yeah, the Jets. I'm going to say go for it. Ride it. See what happens. He's actually looking pretty good. He 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 looked pretty good. And the New England needs somebody to get something done here. This is the Jets. And so if there was a time to trust a piece back here, this is perfect. Yeah. This is the perfect time to trust Damian Harris. Yeah. And like you said, it's the Jets. Yeah. And, and even if it doesn't work out, at least they'll have somewhat of a, a bottom line floor. And then you know, and you can move on. But yeah. I mean, you don't have to touch. You don't have to test them in a difficult matchup. This is perfect. All right, this next player coming off of two strong weeks in a row, we have Curtis Samuel who put up 19.4 versus Atlanta. Four for five and 31 for 31 yards and a touchdown, uh, and then three on the ground for 23 and a touchdown. But he's seeing Kansas City. Yeah, Kansas City doesn't even have anything to do with it for me. For me, it's 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 bust anyway. CMC's coming back, and I think that that's going to severely handcuff the uh, amount of touches Curtis Samuel is going to see. Yeah. I mean, he, they're, they're, they might need him to keep up with KC, right? But I, between Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and CMC, I think that that you're going to want to force feed those your three stars the ball as much as possible. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this next one, a uh, little bit interesting here. We have Antonio Gibson coming back from the bye week versus the New York Giants. Eighteen point eight points versus Dallas in the previous week. Seven point five the week before that, also against the Giants. Yeah, I'm still going to trust him. I, I, I realized that his previous game against the Giants was meh, but no, it looks like Antonio Gibson is taking over this backfield. They had the bye week to kind of, you know, figure out any kind of kinks with that. I know that they still have J.D. McKissick here, but I don't really anticipate Washington really trailing here. And so J.D. McKissick shouldn't really need to be used too much. Peyton Barber will still probably have a few touches. Mm-hmm. But I think that the the lion's share is going to go to Antonio Gibson in this game, and uh, he's starting to look a little bit more comfortable. I'm going to say trust him and write it up. Okay. <clears throat> Next name on our list, Clyde Edwards-Elair, or as I like to call him, the Eclair. Or Clyde Edwards, where the hell did he go last week? <laughs> yeah, we're talking about, first off, going up against Carolina next week, but coming off of 4.6 points in a blowout against the Jets. 4.6 in that game. Yeah, uh, that was, <laughs> you know, it, it's unfortunate when you have a team that doesn't need its running backs to yeah. win big. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. does, it didn't need the position. Could have just ran empty set the entire time. Yeah, that's always disappointing uh, <laughs> when, as a, as a fantasy player when you've got someone who you know is great, you know will put up these monster weeks, and just 
it's a matchup that they just don't need. Yeah, and so, you know, and, and I could be wrong here, but the way that I read this is Edwards Hilaire is their future. You know, um, they're going to be going to the playoffs. They want Hilaire and Lev Bell healthy, ideally, and they want to roll into the playoffs with that and just dominate, right? And so... In games like this, you don't need to give Alaire a lot of carries because you have other running backs on the team that that you know also need a little bit of work, and there's, there's just other options to go to. It didn't really matter, and it's almost like in these easier matchups, it's almost worse for uh, the fresh Pence of Alaire because um, the way it's going to boil down to is they just really don't need to use him. It's almost like the better matchups for him, like he's almost like he's matchup dependent but in harder matchups where they really need every piece that they have. And that's where they're really going to use them. And so that's what I really look at with, with uh, CEH moving forward. Okay. And this last one is kind of a pick your poison. We'll talk some wide receivers, the Steelers at Dallas. I trust them. It's Dallas. And, uh, you know, the, all these receivers are looking like great options. Now it's kind of a who draws the short straw for who's going to goose out for the week. But against Dallas... You never know. There might be enough for all of them to feast in this game. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for Trust or Bust for this week. We want to hear some feedback from you. What would you think of that segment? Do you have a matchup coming up or a player that you saw one week that you want to know if you can trust their performance or if if they're going to bust out on you? Let us know. Get in touch with us on Twitter, down below in the comments, or shoot us an email, and we would love to help you out and win your league moving forward. Absolutely. Okay, right now we're going to move on to our start, stash, or trash segments. And like I like I said before, this is always one of my favorites. We mm. lightning around this a little bit, and let's just find out. If, if this is a player that you need to start him, you need to stash him and hang on to for a little bit, or you can just trash him right off your team. And we start up at the top. Let's do this. I'm ready. With Josh Allen. Yeah, with four down weeks in a row, not topping 18.3 points since Week five, I think we mentioned almost the same thing last last week. Uh, you know, look, he's got Seattle and Arizona, and then the bye. Go ahead and start him with Seattle and Arizona. Hopefully, the bye will kind of simmer down now. You know, <laughs> just kind of relax a little bit. But I, I do see him starting to come back to form in these next two games, and so I absolutely think Good. you can start him. All right, how about Tom Brady versus New Orleans? I, I was really tempted to make this a stash here. Uh, the New Orleans defense is good. Yeah. We know that. But, you know, with Tom Brady in this, uh, against New Orleans, um, I, I see this being a big game by both teams. I'm going to go ahead and start them. Okay. How about Matt Ryan versus Denver? Yeah, Denver's traditionally a scary defense, but they really haven't been this year. They've been so banged up. Yeah. And they're letting up a lot of points, man. J- Justin Herbert just let them up. Matt Ryan is a go. Okay. How about some Rojo? Ronald Jones also going up against New Orleans this week. Yeah, expect to see a lot of Fournette. I'm going with Stash. All righty. Jarek McKinnon versus Green Bay. Yeah, he was kind of, I know, he's been a big question mark to people. And to be honest, if you'd watched that San Francisco game, he was barely used in the first half, like at all. Tevin Coleman came in and then got hurt right away. And it was pretty much just Michael Hasty. Now, Hasty didn't really do great. And then the team got down really big. And then, then you started to see them going to Jarek McKinnon. And so they did lean on him late. They did use him to try to get back into that Seattle game. They darn near did it with three touchdowns in the fourth quarter by yep. Nick Mullins. You know, this didn't Mullins. <laughs> Top ten quarterback performance <laughs> for fantasy for the week in one quarter of play. Not bad. <laughs> you gotta love it. You gotta love um it. but no, I think that, you know, 
Going up against uh, the Green Bay on Thursday night, I think that they're going to need him. They're going to fall behind. Coleman's out. Uh, it's going to be him and it's going to be McKinnon and Hasty. Yeah, so I think that you can absolutely start Jarek McKinnon this week. Okay. These next few I'm very interested in. Let's start off with uh, DeAndre Swift at Minnesota. Yeah, so following the 3.8 points against Indianapolis, I'm going to go ahead and say start him. Okay. Do you think I was going to trash him? You thought I was going to trash him. No. No, we're going to start him. I actually really like this matchup for him. I really like this matchup for him. I like the way he matches up against his defense. I like what the game script's likely to be. It, and it's in Minnesota. It's in a dome. It it, it should be wheels up for DeAndre Swift this game. I'm, I'm calling my shot here. Okay. Looking forward to it. How Sorry about the uh, – <laughs> I think he'll be all right. He looks a little looks a little shocked, but right. <laughs> okay. Uh, how about uh, DJ Chark versus Houston? I'm going to go start. You know, he hasn't been over eight points since week four. I get it. Rookie quarterback. I get it. Hey, look, it's Houston, and this team force feeds Chark thirty four targets in the last four games. Start him up. They're going to need the rookie to throw to the big target. Yeah. Now this next one, I want to preface something here. We're, we're talking about the Beasles. We're talking about Cole Beasley. The Beasles. Now, when we said to start. And we we did. We'll own this. Yeah, you know, I got my weeks mixed up. I totally didn't realize. I, actually, I think I specifically adjust the Patriots, so I can't even go that route. Look, I'm doubling down here, going against the Seattle soft matchup in Seattle. I know we we advised to start him against the Patriots last week, 3.4 points. I get it. Doubling down, go with him against Seattle. And wrapping it up. Yeah. Uh, I think you put this on here for a very specific reason, but how about just the entire Cowboys team versus Pittsburgh? Right in the dumpster. <laughs> right in the trash against Pittsburgh. Come on. Yeah. I mean, okay. So you can't dump Zeke or Amari Cooper, but good Lord, if you could trade him for anything, get what you can, guys. The schedule doesn't get much better after this. Yeah. I've looked at it. It's not fantastic. Yeah, and now is the time to really be considering schedules coming forward in the second half of the season. I wanted to go trade for Zeke, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, I can get him cheap. I can maybe pay like a David Montgomery price or something like that yeah. and go pick up Zeke. Why not? Then I looked at his schedule and I thought, I don't want Zeke. No. Nope. Nope, <laughs> I'd rather have whatever other piece. <laughs> not, not, not looking like a good end to that season. All right, well, that'll do it for this week's Start, Stash, or Trash as we said before in the Trust or Bust, if you want to have some content featured here, if you have a question for us, let us know. Get in touch, and we will bring it up in this segment next week. Moving right along, we talk some waiver wire targets, some of our deep divers. As we're late into the season, a lot of names have been picked up, but this is where you're going to see some streaming options or some names that might be coming up because of injuries, and you might have a good chance to pick someone up who someone has slept on. And here's here's your chance. Yeah, I mean, uh, but based on the time that we were, so we record the show on a Tuesday. It, we try to get it up by Wednesday night. Uh, it usually doesn't end up finally being rendered and uploaded till about Thursday or so, sometimes Thursday morning. Sometimes we can't even record on Tuesday. Right. And so it kind of varies a little bit. We try to get this thing up online as close to Thursday morning as possible. But for most of you, all your waivers have run. Yeah. And so any kind of you know, uh, waiver wire target advice that we could give you would pretty much be moot. So I try to look at some of like the deeper guys that might've snuck by the waiver claim period or, you know, depending on how deep your league is, it's just going to depend on your league guys. So, you know, we're just, we're giving you guys all the information on all the players we can in this one hour, one, one hour segment we have. Yeah. All right. Well, starting off with some of our quarterback stream options going into week nine, well, I had to think about that for a second. I was like, wow, that's <laughs> is it really already going into week? Wow. I know. it's a- Season's moving. All right. Uh, starting us off, we have uh, Drew Locke at Atlanta. We've got uh, another potential here, Captain Kirk versus Detroit. 
Uh, and finally, uh, Nick Mullins versus Green Bay on Thursday night. Yeah, you know, I'm not particularly excited about any of these guys, really. Um, yeah. You know, Locke put up some decent fantasy points last week uh, against L.A., which was fairly impressive. But if you watch the game, he didn't look great. He really didn't. He had some good-looking plays, but he did lead them to, you know, the, the game winning, on the game-winning drive. But in all honesty, like, he didn't look spectacular. You know what I mean? And so going against Atlanta, that's it's a soft matchup. You should say fire away. But because he's he's just not looking comfortable yeah. yet, anything can happen. And even in the soft matchups, these, he can dud out, right? Captain Kirk against Detroit. We'll see what that game even looks like. I mean, as you, as you see, they don't really need to use the wide receiving game mm-hmm. to win um, based on what our king of the moment here can do. Yeah. And Nick Mullins against Green Bay, they got a crazy pass rush. San Francisco's beaten to shreds as far as from an injury standpoint goes. Green Bay's not doing much better. Right. But even still, this is, it's a pretty solid defensive unit. I'm almost looking at Derek Carr against uh, L.A. as maybe the better play here who gave up those points to Drew Locke. And Carr looks uh, Carr looks terrible in the, in the game against Cleveland with the, with the weather and all that. But for the most part, weather aside, has been looking pretty okay to fairly solid this season. And and even that was better than Drew Locke looked last week. And so um, I'm almost looking at that the, the LA matchup and going, maybe that's the way I want to go. Yeah, and hopefully as a fantasy player, if you're looking at quarterback stream options in this list here, it's because you're in a, either a 2QB league or you have just got some killer receivers and running backs. Yeah, something that, happened, that you and you just of... need to. You're, you're looking for the deep diver streamer. Yeah, and yeah. so yeah, well, one of those four should be should be okay for you. Uh, moving on to the running backs, Don. Well, so starting off our list of the running backs and the deep divers, uh, we have Justin Jackson. Looks like he's uh, regaining his grip on the backfield. Yeah, you know they brought up Tremaine Pope and gave him a ton of touches, but it does. Justin Jackson was definitely the best looking running back uh, on the field that day, and that's kind of what Anthony Lynn was alluding to: is that he just he wants somebody to take a step up in the running game because he's not happy with it. Mm-hmm. Jackson looked okay. Jackson yeah. looked pretty good. And it's a game against Las Vegas. Yeah, and so that should be they're they're going to want to get some good work done on the ground there. And so yeah, I think Justin Jackson would be the one to play. Uh, some other options which we alluded to earlier: we've got Naeem Hines and Jordan Wilkins. Yeah, don't rush to the waiver, waiver wire for these guys, guys. But you know if you're in desperate dire straits yeah. you know take your shots where you can get them and these are guys that have put up numbers so. yeah um and coming off of a big game last week what about dj dallas yeah so that's going to really depend on uh carlos hyde and chris carson right and so both were game time decisions last week could be back next week uh, i guess at the moment carson's looking more likely hyde is looking less likely if one of those two misses you could even still maybe even play dallas uh you know we know that seattle likes to do an rbbc they're not going to just give 95 percent of the touches to any one guy and so you know carson coming back from an injury anyway dallas is going to get some decent work and so uh Keep an eye on the injury situation is basically what's yep. going to boil down to because he filled in he filled in well last week yep. against a tough defense. Uh, and finally, another potential in the running backs. Uh, we have Wayne Gallman at Washington under one condition, <laughs> and that's if if Devonta Freeman misses. Again. Yeah, if, I mean they had to bring up Alfred Morris, right? Um, you know, if Devonta Freeman misses again, yeah, I think Wayne Gallman against this is a little bit easier of a matchup than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but it's not great. Washington's got a very very underrated defense as well, yeah. and so. Uh, I, I wouldn't be 
Whereas against Tampa Bay, I'm not starting Gallman. If I am in a situation where I just need somebody, at least this week, I would play. I would rather play nothing than Gallman last week against Tampa Bay. <laughs> no, I think he did walk away with a touchdown, though. Yeah. Right, but, talk- you know, Jamarco Hasty, I want to point out oh, as yeah, well. If Jamarco Hasty is uh, still on the waiver wire because Tevin Coleman got re aggravated that injury, we don't we don't know if he's going to make it to the Thursday night game. Hasty should see a ton of work against a really bad run defense in Green Bay. So... Casey's a good shot. Okay. Talking about some wide receivers, and first up we have Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey Davis. I mean, what what do we got to say? We, we, told him, we told you about him last week, and if he's on your waiver wire, go get him because he won't be there much longer. Yep. Uh, we've also uh, – you can keep an eye out for uh, Kendrick Bourne. Yeah, depending on whether or not Debo's in the lineup. It looks like Debo's still set to miss. So Yeah. Uh, and we also feel it is time to hold on McCole Hardman and Demarcus Robinson again. Yeah, keeping an eye on Sammy Watkins with Watkins missing action. Demarcus Robinson usually picks up a pretty decent wide receiver role. It was Miko Hardman who had a ton of targets, though. I think it was like ten or eleven in that game, just going over the top. It's New York. It's the Jets. Yeah, I'm not really reading too much into that target total because it was the Jets. But yeah, keep an eye on Sammy Watkins because I think that they both need both of these guys, and you can get away with streaming either one of them. Okay. Talking about some tight end streamer options coming into week nine. We've got uh, Logan Thomas versus the Giants coming off uh, two solid outings in a row. Absolutely. Eric Ebron looking like he shouldn't even be a streamer at this point, just an every week play. Yeah, at this point, we can probably just, we can tell you if if he's available, pick him up and keep him. At this point, you might as well. Yeah, make, make yourself some roster Especially space. over the next three weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, finally, Ross Dwelly versus Green Bay. Yeah, or Jordan Reed. Uh, so it does, keep an eye on Jordan Reed as well. Like I said, he came off of IR, and so if he is the starting tight end on Thursday night, he's going to be the one you want to play. But if he's not, Ross Dwelly could absolutely be a solid tight end play this week. You don't even need to hold him and wait and see because we've already seen him on the field. We know what this t- this offense uh, this offense runs through the tight end position. And so someone's going to have some value. Yeah. So there you go. There's some potential waiver wire targets for you to look at. Go hit up your waivers. See if any of those guys are available. If you need to fill some of those spots, we've got some names for you to take a look at. Moving right along, we go to our DFS Smash Plays of the Week. For you daily fantasy players out there to gamble and win some money, we have some Smash Plays for you, some things that are hopefully either provide you some good value or are just a real obvious pick. Yes, spend your capital on these guys and make this play. And we want to hear about some of those wins and some of that money we earn you. So best of luck to you going in this week. We have some smash plays. Run them through for us. Yeah, I usually like to give you guys one of each. You know, one very obvious smash play and then the other one maybe a little bit less pricey. A little bit of a dark horse that could sneak up and give you guys some some great value here. So with the it quarterbacks. Is, it is gambling after all. <laughs> yeah, it is gambling after all. But go get your money <laughs> with Big Ben at Dallas. I mean, that's, come on. Yeah. Really? That's a smash play. Matt Ryan versus Denver is another one that I'm looking at. I really like that matchup uh, with Matt Ryan having Julio. Now, Calvin really might miss in this game, so that might put a little bit of a damper on things. And so keep an eye on that. Uh, Dalvin Cook versus Detroit and Damian Harris against the New York Jets are the running back options to go with this week. Are there any reasons not to go with Devontae Adams at San Francisco? Nope. I just, should just be a great option, right? right? Chase Claypool at Dallas, fantastic. He's the option in, in Dallas. If you're going with DFS and you want the one big blow-up guy, I, I think that's going to be Claypool. Dallas gives up the deep ball like none other. Chase mm-hmm. Claypool, that's his bag. 
Let's do it. I want to see massive points out of him this week. Tra- Travis Kelsey versus Carolina or Darren Waller versus the Chargers. Those should be your smash plays at the tight end position, but I'd rather be going with Noah Fantastic in Atlanta. Well, there you go. Our Week 9 DFS smash plays for all you daily fantasy players. And like we said, go get yourself some money and let us know how you did because I love hearing about some of the money that people make playing DFS. It's it's staggering. I, I could never bring myself to risk risk any money. I'm not that much of a gambler, but uh, I guess I mean I guess fantasy football is, is a gamble in and of itself when you've got a cash league. So to, yeah, I mean, but to me, I just feel like that you're, you're paying for the play experience. Like you go to an amusement park and you pay a fee, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what true. I'm saying? You're just paying for the season long experience. That's all. Yeah. Well, if you get some money focus. on the back end of it, so be it. Yeah. It, to me, it's never been about the money. It's about the title. I just want the respect, man. Yeah. I, I, just, I want I want my baby back. Yeah, no, I'm going to I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that trophy stays here. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. I'm coming for it. All right, so moving right along, being the shy guys, our favorite segment for our local Chicago Bears, our is hometown the, corner. Our hometown corner. Take it away. All right, coming off a hard overtime loss to the Saints, the Bears actually put up as good of a fight as you can against the great Saints team. All three phases doing just enough to keep them in the game. Kudos to these guys. They they showed a ton of fight on Sunday, and I was a little diff- I was a little tough on them last week. Yeah. I, I was spitting fire. Oh, I was yeah. very not happy about what I saw in the Rams game. <laughs> what I saw in the Saints game is what I expected to see in right. the Rams game, and the fact that we didn't see that at all just had me up in arms. But you know, maybe they showed a little bit more fight than they were supposed to. Javon Wims, yeah. Yeah. yeah, too soon. Was that too soon? Yeah. yeah. But you know, hey, look, I like the ingenuity of getting Monty to the outside and using him on motions. There were 12 for now. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. You yeah. know, I think he only had like 11 carries. I, I think they abandoned the run game a little bit too early. But um, I'd like to see more of that, get this run game going. They did a great job of spreading spreading out early and getting Monty some space in the beginning in the box, right, instead of just having him run into eight defenders every play. <laughs> and this is the sort of adjustment we've been waiting for Coach Nagy to make. This is the adjustment last week that I said, I don't think we're going to see. Right, it's these types of things. Now we need to see more. It's, it's a little bit too little, but it's not too late. Right, if that makes you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. And so we need to see more of this, and in a hurry. But Foles' inconsistency will keep them this unit from being as elite as they, you know, really believe themselves to be at the, at this point. But at least there's hope that they're one day may develop. They they may one day develop that rhythm that we've all heard so much about. You know, uh, the receiving options are playing at a really high level. And to be honest, it's just really nice to see that from that position group in Chicago. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we've had an actual productive receiving group. <laughs> and so this this Titans game is, is going to be a tough one. I predicted a three-game losing streak. And it's going to be tough to pull one out in Tennessee. But, you know, if this, play, if this team plays anything like they played last week against New Orleans – at least they'll be in this one, and yeah. they'll they'll make it a tough t- game on the Titans, and they're they're coming off a tough loss to an underdog too. So you know they're going to be spitting fire. This this is not going to be an easy one. It's the Bears defense won't be able to contain all the weapons from the Titans. Someone they will break through. Multiple people will break through, and so really the question is: is can Foles execute well enough to put up enough points to match? We'll see, and. I mean, I like the point. You you made a good point saying they've they've got some fight. They're they're making some moves. They're making effort. They made some plays. They connected on some of the over the top plays to A Rob and uh, Mooney as well. That uh, plays that they weren't hitting at all last season, yeah. and really haven't really been hitting earlier. This I'd like to see 
more of that on a sustained basis, obviously not too many times more throughout the game, but I'm talking about from a game-to-game standpoint. You know what I mean? We need to be hitting at least one over-the-top pass at least two out of every three games. Yeah. And I think with the way the season started off, every, a lot of people, especially around Chicago, were kind of used to this, like, okay, when's it going to get disappointing? When are we going to be upset? <laughs> and, yeah, we started to see, but it, if they keep trying to implement new strategies like they have been, like this past week, I don't think it's going to be upsetting. You know, I got to get you, I want to post, I want to have you post up this meme that I'm talking about. So there's this meme of little baby Yoda and he's in decked out in Chicago Bears. Fan. He's got the hoodie, he's got the hat, he's got the little waving pennant. That, and it says me waiting to have my soul crushed again. <laughs> I, that's basically what I feel that that encapsulates the Bears, right? And yeah. I, I, Almost all Chicago sports, really. <laughs> it's pretty true. Yeah. Ever since Michael Jordan went away. Yeah. I miss Michael. Yeah. Well, that'll do it for this week's hometown corner. Looking forward to what should be an exciting week nine for the Bears. Before we close, we want to remind you to be aware of the upcoming bye weeks. We have Philly, we've got LA, we've got Cleveland, and Cincy are all going to be on bye this week. So make sure you check your lineups, hit up the waiver wire, or check your bench for the players that you need to swap in. Make sure you do that before the game start because you're going to be very upset if you forget to make those changes before your lineup locks in for the week. With that, we want to thank you for watching the Shy Guys Football Podcast this week. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can leave a comment down below on YouTube. We'd love to hear from you. You can also get in touch with us on Twitter at Shy Guys Football or send us an email, shyguysfootball at gmail.com. Do not forget to subscribe. Send us a screenshot. Yeah. Share Enter that contest. Share off our, our Facebook fan page and follow us on Twitter. Those will get you entries into our giveaway with some of our lovely prizes. Paducah, Curse, and Charlie. We're looking forward to giving those away at the end of the season. It'll be a nice Christmas gift to take home and put up. Well, that's not even at the end of the season. We still get more after that. Or we got playoffs and things. You know. Well, the end of the fantasy season. Yeah, well, I mean, we're going to be with you year-round, so. Yeah, that's true. But we ain't going nowhere. Stick with us. No, you can't get rid of us that easily. Until then, we want to wish you the best of luck going into Week 9 with your trades, your waiver wire pickups, and setting your lineups based on the advice we gave you this week because it will help you win as long as you are paying attention. Until then, we will see you next time. Say bye, Cap. Peace out. Peace out.